Welcome to episode 500 of Salcedo Paranormal. And tonight, I am talking paranormal patterns with a good friend of the show that I will introduce in a moment. Uh, if you, um, thank you all for listening, and uh, just um, threw myself off the pattern there, speaking of patterns. Um, as always, you can find all episodes of the show, along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page. And that is Salcedo Paranormal dot podbean dot com that's s a l s i d o paranormal dot podbean dot com always happy to hear from you all whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences whether they're your own or from others that you trust happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them thank you all for listening whether you are here on the uh, for the live streams on discord or if you listen to the podcast or YouTube feeds, or if you listen on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting, there you can hear replays of the show every night at um, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and that's two of those, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. As always, I want to thank Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, as well as Liam Martin, host of the Exile Minds podcast, for producing the shows and putting them up on the station, putting them up there and and uh, adding the music and everything and uh, making them sound so much better that way. And uh, so if you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always share the show with others and rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. I have also written some paranormal fiction and nonfiction books you can check out on Amazon. And I have a Patreon page where there's uh, extra content as of right now, just one episode, but uh, more coming in November. And uh, you can sign up there on any of the membership tiers and uh, get that extra content. Also, if you'd like to make any one-time donations, those would be greatly appreciated, uh, especially leading up to the end of this month here. Um, and you can do that through PayPal or Venmo, as there are expenses in making the show from uh, equipment to research materials to your travel expenses. As I was saying, I'm going to the Mid-Michigan Paracon, November 4th and 5th, and that's a Saturday and Sunday after Halloween. And uh, that's in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, at the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Uh, getting excited for that, and uh, I'll be going there and listening to as many presentations as I can and making audio recordings of myself and anyone that wants to join me there to talk about all things paranormal from thoughts on how it all works or what it all means to experiences. And then I'll be bringing those recordings back home and uh, using them to make shows after I get back. So looking forward to that as well. And uh, so, yeah, I think that covers just about everything. Um, so this is I'm really surreal. It's odd in a way. I never expected to make it this far into the show to have this many episodes. Uh, and I only actually became aware of that because, of course, with um, a lot of your platforms that you make shows on they have uh episode number counters there along with the download uh download totals on the main page and i just recently a little while back started noticing i was in the 400s and here we are so and uh with that i would like to welcome the guest for tonight's show uh actually i believe it's the first guest i ever had in the show so i thought that was a good reason to have him back on so derek welcome back onto the show Hey James, thank you for having me. Can you hear yeah, me? no, thank you for for making it. And uh, yeah, it's um, 
the first interview we ever did, I, I remember it didn't even make it to the podcast feed because the <laughs> the software messed up. So then we yeah. had to do it again. But what um, was the topic for that one? Do you remember? Was it was that just um, my like uh, get to know me one kind of early? Or? I think so. I think it was very yeah. similar to what we're doing tonight. Sort of just our own thoughts on everything. Nice, nice. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, big congratulations, five hundred. That's a huge, that's a huge deal. That's half, that's halfway to a thousand. We're gonna get a thousand uh, before you know it. You know. Couple of another, years, uh, another few yeah. years. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, yep. Louise, crazy. Congratulations, brother. Huge deal. Thank you. Yeah, uh, it's been it's been amazing. Um, just figuring out a schedule, and that was a big deal for a long time until just this year, really. Yeah. Um, and then just figuring out a format. Um, the station actually really helped with that in a way. Uh, of course, I still do long ones here and there, uh, long shows, uh, specials like this today. But um, the uh, keeping it down to that 24 minutes actually really helped with things. Yeah. yeah and uh, so it's, it's been a lot of fun sort of figuring that out and getting a, a radio clock, so to speak. Basically, yeah. I just have a little, um, uh, not, not even little, it's just a digital clock, not even online, no radio, anything. Just it sits there right between my monitor for my PC and my keyboard. And that's what yeah. I use when I'm keeping track of time. So <laughs> the laboratory you got yeah. going. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, thank you. It's a pleasure for uh, to be invited on the uh, on this milestone episode. Yes, thank you, brother. Yeah, no, I'm glad to have you here, and I want to do something special for this. And uh, I mean, I would have done a show either way, no matter what we do. But um, it's good to have a, a guest on, and I will be uh, having at some point another uh, a re uh, frequent guest on the show, uh, Jen, who is probably I think between you and Jen, you two are have been on the most times out of anyone. Yeah. And so we'll be doing one of those shows at some point as well, uh, whenever it works best for her schedule. So nice, nice. Um, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. So but um so who should go first? We sort of picked um we each picked our own topic we wanted to kind of cover tonight and uh but we didn't tell each other. Uh but yeah. um yeah. <laughs> what do you think? So so I uh I have two different options here for you. So you can take a pick, or we can just do both of them. Oh, wow. so we can do we can do one and then you can do one and I can do my other one. But um, first there was a, or I have the, the hologram um, synchronicity string from a couple months ago or whatever. And I know that you have a few possible hologram thoughts you were talking about a few weeks ago too and everything. So we could potentially kind of, I mean, it was a long kind of synchronicity post that I created um, to get all the thoughts together. So I just copied and pasted those and we can go through those if you want a few synchronicities and kind of um, this alternate take on project. Blue beam and what all these hologram synchronicities could mean for the future. Um, well, and, and we, funny yeah. you mentioned that because my topic was is going to basically be all about screens, all oh, about nice. that <laughs> black mirror. Because over the last few years, I've found some different stories from people that had experiences with their um, their screens, and it wasn't even always like. Um, uh, the modern smart screen either. It was just like DVD player. Like um, uh, yeah. in one case, it was the the DVD player of a vehicle. So this tiny little screen. Uh, yeah. But it's still, it, and it makes me wonder. I mean, it's you know. So that that was my topic for tonight. So oh, nice. I don't know. Nice. Maybe I should start with that, and then we can lead into the hologram thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then uh, for the other option, uh, if we have time, we can do it. Uh, there was an article. I was planning on getting, trying to find some stories about haunted supermarkets. I don't know because I'm a nice stalker, but I don't think we've ever really like talked about supermarkets like, like in depth. Um, and like synchronistically, there was an article 
from uh, Atlas Obscura yesterday about one. So I just found four four other ones. One synchronistically is like pretty close to me. Um, oh wow! We can we, we can do it if you if you have time at the end. Uh, or yeah. yeah, yeah, sounds good. Right, yeah. yeah. So so I guess I'll just start here. So. I, of course, I've been finding stories for the show of people's experiences for the last couple of years now, a few years now, really. Yeah. And and every once in a while, one will show up where it involves some kind of a, a viewing screen. And it's it's amazing because they're not all the same devices. So I really think it has more to do with the screen than it does the the device, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. Um. But there's the one I just mentioned with um, basically a few kids in, in the uh, they're riding with their family, uh, parents parents in the front basically, and they had a DVD on in in the the car and the van, and it was on one of those a couple of those I think it was just one one of those screens I guess that folds down from I don't know the ceiling or something in a van, yeah, and it was a movie it was a kids movie but they all saw this shadow figure. I believe it was with a hat, and I know it was. They had a cane. This shadow figure do a dance across the screen in the image oh, wow. while this DVD was playing. Now that's a DVD. That's not. There's no like stream that someone could be hacking to put that image in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if there was a if there's a way if the vehicle. I mean, this is from. I believe the story actually happened some years back now. So. I don't even know if there if there's a way that the vehicle could have had internet capability and still the screen could have been hacked, but yeah. Um wow. either one. way, that is just odd. And then I had one a little while back where this uh couple, this um uh I'm guessing boyfriend and girlfriend, were watching TV, watching uh, one of those streaming apps and uh, on their TV and it went um it went black, like it malfunctioned and went black. And they could see a reflection of the room they were in. But it was odd because instead of seeing their own reflections on the screen, they were seeing this shadow figure sitting on the same couch as they were, except for in this reflection. But the uh, the most amazing thing about that story is they had their, there's a window behind them or near them. And they had the the curtains, um, I believe they had the curtains Either way, that it was different from the, the the what they had it to what was on the screen. I yeah. think it was the curtains were closed because they were watching something, but in the image, that curtain was pulled to the side. So, wow. how is that working? Is that <laughs> is that a completely generated image by whatever is making the image of the the shadow figure, or is it again? I really wonder with all these screens. Are we picking up on other dimensions or other universes? Yeah, in some exactly. cases, like the, the, because that one feels like a detail. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Like that, the like the curtain feels like like the curtain story feels like a definitely like an alternate dimension, like a a very close parallel timeline, you know. And um, like the the screens in general just give a very kind of black mirror vibe, you know. Give a very like the the um kind of the trope is that people looking at the, just kind of staring at their phone screens all the time and the, or these phone screens are kind of these occult like alchemical black mirrors that they've used for generations these like scrying mirrors or these these stages and alchemists for generations generations have just peered peered into these 
obsidian like black glass slabs in order to like gleam um like a like crystal balls almost you, you've talked about black mirrors a ton we talked about black mirrors a ton so i don't need to explain the whole thing but just a screen is kind of a modern day version of that and now these stories are pointing out that it's not just a phone it's not just a phone connected to the internet it's like any if you can use, if, if, a, if a alchemist can use a black piece of shiny rock and see entities and see alternate realities and gleam future concepts and stuff then I can only imagine that the same exact thing that has a connection to technology is ripe for, for contact, you imagine, right? Like technology plus black mirrors equals contact, what you would think, right? Yeah, and and I mean of course when I first started out with the show, I was very much um I didn't think I wasn't thinking much about the paranormal as all being connected. I was very much in the oh ghosts are spirits. Yeah. Aliens are just in ships, all those kinds of things, because I didn't really know any better um, at, at the time. But but now it's just who knows what all these things are. I don't I don't doubt that in some cases people do uh, get contacted by spirits of people that have passed that they were close to. I think yeah. that happens just as much as any of these other things. But um, but yeah, with these other cases where it's like a, a figure that doesn't doesn't give off that feeling of a relative that that was that had passed on or like that or where it's a shadow figure who knows who or what that is yeah and it, it, it seems like or like the analogy that we, we can always use is or the example is like um, stranger things when will is trapped in the upside down or um even like the later seasons when the kids are trapped in the upside down that they use the christmas lights or they use like the lights in the house in order to make contact with the regular world that whatever whatever these realms are kind of even if it's like other kind of frequencies that they're just, just outside of our perception, that the crossover between that realm and our realm seems to be technology. It seems to be electricity. So it could be that there's other entities, um, like whatever shadow people are, whatever these different types of beings are, communi- communicate that way. But just as well, it could be that spirits communicate in the same way. So that it's, it's not a literal sense where will is trapped in the upside down, but it could be that a person's spirit, like like Patrick Swayze ghost, is just around us at all times, and the only it can't it can't move the penny with his finger like Patrick Swayze does, but it can change the channel on your TV to to something else, or it can kind of as best it can interfere with the electronics, which is not exactly the same as a as a black mirror screen, but a screen connected to the technology, even if it's not the internet, um, leads me to think that. It's it's a conduit for 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 paranormal activity, yeah, good or bad or, or neutral or just. I just think that kind of all of these realms, kind of whether even if they're not crossed over themselves, they all seem to kind of cross over with with the electron with electronics or with technology, and then especially if that technology has like a black mirror screen on it, you know. Yeah, or even in some cases, I think that the black mirror is sort of the ultimate evolution of that sort of interaction with technology in a way as so far, because of course there have been many stories over the years of, of um, uh, various lights in houses or even just um, whether it's lamps, street lamps. And and sometimes that is, does seem to be caused by the people, people themselves, but I wonder if it's always the case. And then you have, um, so you have lights, you have uh, like you said, uh, radio. Well, like we were talking about, like radios, different devices that are technology, but they don't yeah. have the screen. But they still, there's still lots of interaction there. Yeah, and exactly. um, 
that's but then you get to the screen and that's making me think of another story i had now this one is slightly different i had this just a couple days ago yeah. of a person who was seeing uh flashes of light on their um their phone screen and they were trying to figure out what it was and they couldn't figure it out they thought it was like the flash from a, a, a screenshot uh picture that wow. was taken but when they were looking there were no pictures taken and then it started happening on their their computer screen and, wow. and so that was odd. And then, of course, the, <laughs> the story ended with them having uh, a light in their house turn uh, turn basically on and then stay on for like five seconds, ten seconds, and then turn off. So it's not even like a flickering where it could be like a bad wire. Yeah. It's, it's activating and staying on and then turning off. So I felt like in that story, someone was trying to contact them somehow. But um, yeah, looking at exactly. the chat here. Uh, hello, everyone in the chat. Thank you all for being here. First of all, uh, I've been talking so far, but um, uh, Lily says, I believe it can possess. Yeah, and that's possible too. Yeah. It's like a layer in the dream time. We can leave our bodies and enter another atmosphere. Then, like in a video game, we return to the main hard drive of our bodies. That's uh, cool. Animation. Yeah. So, and that could be, I mean, that, and the, the thing I wonder about all of that is, and of course, it's something we won't. On the Glover, we may never know. Yeah. How is this done? I know, <laughs> especially I know. with more complex devices like computers and things like that. Like, unless you are a scientist that has engineered the darn thing, yeah. How are you figuring out how to do that? But it's happening. So obviously, it's it's must, exactly. apparently it's not as difficult as you <laughs> exactly. would think. With the with, with the with the Black Mirror stuff, I'm not sure. With the, like with the screens, because that can be like. Some type of portal, like we're we're um, even even kind of tied into like the river portal, um, Shadow Rivers aspect of it, where kind of like these uh, these alchemists and stuff, they would take this black obsidian stone or something something dark and put a little bit of water in it um, to kind of create this kind of conduit. But the idea is that things can messages can be gleaned from it, or things can come or come around. So it could be like one level. It's just that this shiny black reflective surface creates this portal conduit to all kinds of stuff. And then also separately technology can, can act this way. So combine the two, it's great. It's, 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 it's messy, but like with the technology, it could be as simple as, so with the, with the stranger things, with those Christmas lights or the, the lamps and everything to make contact, all they did was like, just kind of wave their hand around, around the light, like to make the light in our reality, um, like, uh, flicker and that kind of stuff. So, it could be that there's just there's entities, completely neutral ones, who may not even realize that they're making contact, kind of just passing through, passing through the environment. And as they walk by the light, it creates this kind of flicker in our realm, and it's, it's not even a, a conscious thing to them. Or it could be like every level up and down where these ghosts or, or spirits or somebody wanted to communicate with our realm, and they're trying as hard as they can, very, very Patrick Swayze-like, and they're just like doing... Like they can't, like they can't touch anything. They can't, like, there's no, there's no crossover other than electricity. So just it all kind of manifests. They're trying as hard as they can, but all they can get is just a flicker. But with the, I don't know, or, or with the computer stuff, again, just just to use the Stranger Things metaphor, like, what if they're kind of in this upside down realm or whatever this ethereal or ghost layer or whatever the entity is, like layer on top of reality, like another frequency, and they're just so we're, let's say, I'm in my bedroom, 
and then I, I if there's a if there's a laptop in the corner or something like that, um, to me it's just sit, it's sitting there empty. But then if you're on in Stranger Things, the upside down layer, or in our realm, the ghost layer, or any kind of layer, that thing is just sitting. I'm not even in. I'm not even in the room, but they can kind of hear my voice in the background or something. And then they have a laptop open, and they go sit down on their computer desk, and they're and they're typing on it, and I can't see a person on my layer, but I can kind of see weird flashing or weird, just weird spirit activity on my laptop, you know? So it's like two separate layers where I'm not there and they're not here, but the crossover is just the computer or the light or the electricity. And it just manifests as flickers and manifests as weird shine or off and on or, you know what I mean? Does that, does that make sense? Oh yeah, definitely. And the, the thing with contact is I think, I think it's so difficult to know if it's intentional or not, unless you sort of get, a direct feeling or message um, yeah. that seems to be aimed at you. I think it's really hard to know uh, when contact is, is intentional or not um, yeah. in so many stories, especially with that, with lights or whatever, or just the flashes. Um, I did have one other day. I do wonder about the, com- about computers and devices being sort of um, maybe accessible through other, other dimensions, but also I wonder about times, time periods yeah. because I had a story the other day about, um, and I, and this is this is what I do now. A lot of a lot of cases with these topics is I just sort of stories pop up in my mind. I had yeah. one the other day from someone that um, woke up to um, hearing the sound of their keyboard and their computer being being used, being typed on. Oh, whoa! Um, and and they looked looked over and they saw this figure of it was like a shadow figure, but it was filled with these little uh, lights, pinpricks of light. And it was sitting at the computer typing, but the computer was not on, oh, and wow. did not appear to be, you know, doing. Any, there's nothing else going on with the computer. So in that case, I wonder if it, if if maybe wherever this other figure was at, this guy that was sitting in this screen, or in in this chair, maybe he didn't even know that what was going on in his own time. He has his own computer there. Yeah, exactly. Whether it's the same one or not, I mean, if they're in the same position, maybe that doesn't even matter. And then you had this this interaction, and of course, once she got up and and walked to the bathroom, this person got up and walked to the bathroom right by the the computer. She looked back, and of course, this figure was gone, and the sound stopped. <laughs> that's so that's so crazy. Uh-huh. As you're as you're saying that, it makes you think of like cultists or just like kind of weird energy. That so I'm sure you come across these stories, but there's like. I forget the term for them, and then they're not—they're not ghosts, but they're like a certain type of apparition that will happen like outside of time. Like, like if you expect, let's let's, let's say you expect like, um, like your wife to come in, like like your wife goes to work at the same time every day and comes home, and it's the same routine every day, and the dog starts barking, and she like drops her 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 jacket on this hook, and she walks up to these stairs, and she turns on this light, and you expect that every single day. So then one day. You're like in the other room. You hear the door open. You hear the, the the her footsteps come up. You hear the jacket go on the hook. You hear her light go on, and then you're like, "Hey, hey, hey, honey, uh, like welcome home or whatever. How was your day?" You, you don't hear anything. You don't hear anything, and then you get up. You go to check on her, and there's nobody there. And then five minutes later, your wife comes in, and she goes, "Oh, sorry, like there was an accident, and I'm I'm sorry, I'm late." And you're like, "What was that? What was that thing? Like who who opened the door and who who who?" who turned the light on and everything was like, I was like, what was there a ghost like pretending to be her or, or some kind of time anomaly or just your expectations. Like 
I don't know. Does that, does that make sense? Or like, like even yeah, even just... it, it does. Yeah. And there's a name yeah. for it, but it's in another language, and I I can never never uh, remember how to say it. But yeah. it, it's like a, a um, uh, foreshadowing of or, or yeah, foreshadowing yeah, of yeah. an event, or it's like a um, it's like a residual, but it's with with current people. The future. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like so, so, so what if so what so what if that can happen with yourself? If you're like, if you're imagining yourself typing, or if you're like about if you're going to go on the computer in like five minutes, like after you go to the bathroom or something like that. And, just, and then just for some reason that creates a re residual for yourself. So sometimes these shadow people or these, these phantom t phantom t typing clicks could even be like foreshadowing of you doing it in a few minutes. I wonder if that could happen, you know? Yeah. I wonder if, um, if the, if the writer of that story did actually go and, I mean, they said it looked like a man, but if it's just like sort of oh, the true, image, true, true. basic image, then you might, you might, it might be, it might have been that person that was writing that yeah. story. Yeah. Um, yeah, looking at the chat here, um, uh, let me see here. Look at the chat. Rohan says different layers of the astral. Um, locale one was uh, Robert Monroe, he says actually. Oh, cool, cool. Um, called them different locales. So lo locale one was astral, locale was two. Uh, two. Uh, oh, locale two was spirit. Well, I'm sorry if I can read right. And locale was uh, three was like an alternate earth. So, oh, yeah. Cool. Um, and yeah, so there's a lot there, but yeah, it's it does seem to be uh, a lot going on there. Uh, Lily says the layers correspond to what people still are in. Uh, I'm sorry, what uh, is the dominant dominant chakra, the wheel within your will? That's cool. uh, so, so there's a lot there as well that I'm going to leave that there because that's a lot of stuff that I, I I understand even less of than than with the ghost stuff. So yeah, that's uh, the, but so yeah, amazing, the, amazing the, chat there, the, uh, the the shocker stuff is is very very fascinating, but it's just one of those things where it's just a uh, I haven't given it the full deep dive rabbit hole. So um, it's like it's it's I just it's it's um. It's like it's like acupuncture. I mean, I'm fascinated with how it works, but I've never, I've never actually done it. You know, with with the um, with the first story, I forgot, I forgot to mention this, but I'm watching um, Haunting of Hill House on on Netflix. It's it's by the uh, I'm like halfway through one episode five out of ten, and um, it's by the guy who made uh, the Midnight Mass show that me, you, and Mike watched um, a few years ago. Remember? Okay. Um, so it's, it's like his it's like his first big um Netflix uh show and now he's at this at this point he's done like four or five of them and his his newest one is the Edgar Allan Poe um Fall of the House of Usher came out last oh, week. Wow. Um and he, he he made uh Doctor Sleep the um the the, the Shining okay. sequel. Um but in like the first kind of ghost it's very it's very there's not many ghosts in it. I'm I'm happy with doing it's very um it's like midnight mass where you're you're just you get to know the people. It's it's like very eerie vibe, but there's not a lot of paranormal activity yet. The the one activity you do see is this um, one of the little kids finds a hat in the attic, or is like his mom finds a hat in the attic and, and gives it to him. And he's just like kind of black bowler hat, like one one of those round kind of top hat things, old old right. timey hats. And uh, he's wearing that everywhere. This kid's like four or five. And then, then one night he uh, he hears something and he like hides under his bed like while I sleep in, and then he sees these foot these these feet um, hover above above the ground like a foot, and they they come into his room, um, and you see this cane. So it's just like two feet, and then this cane of this and this floating apparition, 
and then he uh that suspense yada yada and then he like, sticks his head down and it's this weird creepy smiling man it's a like, kind of grinning mm-hmm. man and then he is like going out the room and he, he takes the hat off the bed and he, he like, gets his hat back basically is the implication that it was, it's, his, <laughs> it's, it's his hat and then throughout the next like two episodes or the next like that was probably episode three or four and then like the kid gets older and you see that this hat man is floating around uh following him throughout his life but he specifically has has one of these hats and a cane and then the first the first the, the first story had a had a hat and a cane so just made me yeah. think of it it's that archetype yeah. yep yeah it's it really is amazing how that that does play and i think through fiction i mean we talked about that before too there's so much that I think gets used in it and then it gets put out there as well. And then people say, I had an experience like that. And who knows yeah. how much of that is just, is a circle because of that. But yeah, the, um, just the, I remember, I think I read that book. Uh, I listened to that book years ago and it was very good. Um, if I'm remembering right. But, yeah. um, but yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. The, I'm just going back to the story with the, the typewriter or the typewriter keyboard now as well. Yeah. Um, but uh so let me see here uh rohan is saying so a mirror in a dream is more a doorway than i guess yeah that seems like it's possible makes me wonder how many people see mirrors in, in dreams now i can't think of anywhere I've i don't seen remember anyone yeah i don't i don't, I don't off the top of my head i can't remember 16 whatever so like what if it's almost like this kind of just crazy beetlejuice-esque just really chaotic just like going in and out of portals and just Sometimes when you're in these realms, you're as lost. You're like going. You're like in a maze of, of nether realm, like doors. And you don't know where you don't know where you're going. And sometimes, like sometimes you pop through this portal and you end up on some kid's phone screen. You're like, oh, how do I get to like, how do I get here? Let's keep going. And then you then you just slide to the next door and then you go to the next door and it's just it's never ending. You don't even know where you're going. You just hop you just hopping around like aimlessly, portal to portal, trying to kind of find your bearings. And it's just like it's less less that the kids are being haunted by by these entities and more so it's just like they we're all we're all just holding black mirrors in our, in our like in our hands so things just have the option of, of passing through whereas 200 years ago only, only only the alchemists and occultists were using these these portals you know yeah definitely it, it seems like it's a that's um i mean and because you do hear stories about that where these things that people see they're just as frightened or, or startled as the people that are seeing them yeah, exactly. In some cases, and I mean, sure, maybe in some cases it can be an act, but I wouldn't be surprised if in in, in others it's not. They're really just as surprised um, to be in a place as the the person is to see them. And I mean, um, whether it's a shadow figure or whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, especially if they're not used to being seen. I've even heard stories of that where um, different entities have have actually said, "Oh, you're not supposed to be able to see me right now." Yeah, you know, and and they're surprised, and then of course there's varying reactions to that. Some get um, angry, and others they're, they're frightened. I mean, I've, there's been so many stories over the years I've heard of these things, these figures, whatever they are, they they run away, they they try to hide from the people that yeah. have the experience, That's and the people freak out because they think, oh, they're hiding because they're trying to sneak up on me, but maybe not, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like uh, when you're like a kid in class, like sitting in school. And like the door, sh- the classroom door shut, and somebody walks in. They go, oh, oh, wrong door. Or just like, yeah, like, some- like somebody is like walks in on somebody in the bathroom. Like, like it, it doesn't happen. It's probably happened last time somebody walked into me in the bathroom. I don't even, I don't even know. It was probably ten years ago, you know. And that's probably like 
how long it is between paranormal events that just like it doesn't happen all the time but randomly you'll get somebody walking in on you metaphor like metaphorically in the bathroom some entity popping in your your black mirror portal phone or your, or your your tv that's off in the corner of the room and it's just like oh sorry like wrong wrong door and then they then they hop out it was nothing sinister nothing bad nothing even like premeditated just kind of accidental accidental pop-in you know right and then after after that though the further on technology goes and we'll, we'll sort of lead into your topic here yeah. i'm really wondering as we get more and more into uh more interactive types of technology with with uh 3d images on screens and then of course someday uh, obviously there will be holograms there will be sort of yeah. like a real world version of of the things on the star trek's holodeck um then yeah. i think that's going to also provide a lot of options for um all kinds of paranormal activity to happen through those and whether it's intentional or in some cases whether it's not and i think that's a good way to uh sort of lead into what you were uh bringing for which i'm, I'm glad that we kind of without even planning it we kind of um set uh honed in on the same general topic here yeah exactly exactly um yeah i, I think this is, a, this is a good one and I, I feel like i've teased it in a bunch of different places but never actually kind of went through the the whole thing um and it's like i'm going to be reading off like what is it, what, what was a facebook post so i'm going to have to like in, in the in the as it's happening kind of translate what the visuals are and everything but right essentially it's like piggybacking off everything we just talked about and just endless conversations me you like me and you have had on this show and in untroubled minds and different shows about how how the phenomena interacts via technology and everything and i'm not sure if this is actually like kind of in the oh yeah it is so so and then we also had a, we did a show on uh Struggle minds about plasmas and about how kind of these plasmas can seem to um act funky act like 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 this kind of uh fourth state of matter type thing but also can act as kind of living living entities or or vessels vessels for entities they have this weird peculiar um vessel type of type of quality to it and then these future holograms is plasma is laser induced plasma holograms so um keep that all in mind as i go to the post uh ready yep all set okay all right so i called it a hologram for a king parentheses of the titans so like the hologram for a king movie um from a few years ago all right so basically this is um this is this is like it's a synchronicity thing. So it's just like I posted in a synchronistic group. So it's like, it's different articles and different ideas, um, like connecting through the same synchronistic thread. So the, the, like the way I, the way, uh, I come up with it was Mike had, um, this is like a couple months ago at this point, sent me a couple of, or like uh, asked me, Hey, have, uh, have you noticed anything synchronistic about Tupac lately? There's a bunch of Tupac articles in the zeitgeist. I'm like, no, no, I, I, haven't, I, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't really been in the news. So then I, I Google news Tupac, and there, there was like four or five different stories. It was like his car that he was killed in went up for auction. There was like um, Drake had just bought one of his um, chains or or something like that. Um, let me start. Let me start here. So the main point of this post is that Blue Beam. I don't really register that much. Like, I don't really re- I resonate that closely with the idea that they're going that holograms are going to be used to fake an alien invasion. That that's 
the number one thing that people talk about when some big alien news happens. It's that, like, oh, here we go, Blue Beam. Like, they're about to fake something. Here we go, Blue Beam. Um, so when I'm trying to bridge the gap in those conversations, I, I usually say they aren't trying to fake an invasion. They're trying to manifest one through the collective belief of the masses. So, like, most of the same ingredients, but a completely different meal. You know, so it's the same, same recipe, same kind of their same kind of meme magic thing where they're injecting different ideas into the zeitgeist. Some people say, "Oh, they're prepping us for a fake for a fake thing." But I'm saying, "Okay, that's possible." Or the same thing could be applying, but they're trying to manifest something via our attention, via via that that toll-forward mechanism that we talk about and everything. So then, like on top of that, there's just a ton of hologram threads. Um, um, and it got me thinking like maybe this blue beam idea is more, more literal that the holograms that we're talking about can act as vessels for these entities that literally like if, if the, if the commonality between robot stuff or even demonic stuff or anything is that these entities need vessels, even the technology stuff, these entities need a conduit, something to communicate with us through. Right. Um, and that could be uh, holograms, basically. Um, so then, especially if the future of telecommunications is holography, and that like every step along the way, entities have used different advancements in telecommunications to reach their tendrils into our reality, um, why would holograms be the exception? So like, like holograms, holograms, holograms. When it comes to where we're going, like what the next phone is going to be, like what the next step, like the next jump from from telegraph to, to telephone to iPhone, the next one is going to be the next like zoom call will, will be holograms essentially. Um, Which we've seen and, in, in sci-fi exactly. over the years. Exactly. So much. Exactly. And you mentioned Star Trek. I don't, th- I don't think this is in the post, but Star Trek is one of the biggest hologram proponents. And like uh, they've predict- predicted a ton of stuff like the, the iPhone itself, like the screen, the, the tablet, the, 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 the the technological screen is a very big Star Trek thing. And then right. Star Trek also, the idea of the Galactic Federation and all these things we've talked about um, came from a seance with the Council of Nine. You know, it came, it came from one of these channeling sessions with entities that are potentially trying to influence influence reality. You know, like put seed, seed the, the zeitgeist with these ideas and everything in order to manifest them. So, and just like with we talked about with um, Marconi and Tesla and Edison trying to get like create the radio and everything. At, at every jump in technology, especially telecommunications specifically with the phone um, in all the different forms, that entity entity contact is seemingly the first thing that happens, whether whether they try it on purpose or whether it just happens accidentally. So, and with the synchronicities, so. Um, just says two weeks ago, but at this point, it's probably three months ago. Um, Mike mentioned the Tupac sinks, and I uh, I hadn't noticed them, and I'm like, oh wow, there is a ton. Like uh, Drake had just had bought his um, the ring he, he was wearing when when Tupac died for like like one point three million dollars or something like that. Is the, the most the most expensive rap um, kind of memorabilia of all time, and uh, mm-hmm. this is like right after this is like right after there was a uh, an article. Or like a, a fake viral video about um, this giant Barbie hologram in uh, like Abu Dhabi, uh, like in the Times Square type of thing, kind of uh, walking around or escaping its package. It it, just, it looked like uh, this giant 
like Titan Barbie hologram. Um, and it, it's gonna end up like a like an ad campaign. It ended up being not real, but uh, but I had um, holograms on the mind, like on on my mind. So when I'm thinking about Tupac synchronicities, the first thing I think of is Tupac is the artist that was first hologrammed. Like they they uh, they use Tupac holograms all the time on stage, and so he's like closely associated with holograms, and he's closely associated with like the word resurrection. He he died prematurely. His documentary is called Resurrection. His CDs are called like Resurrection and Life After Death and all that kind of stuff. There's a like if you search Tupac, one of the first words keywords you'll see is Resurrection. So that ties in the my like Resurrection of the Titans idea. So again, synchronicity just t- take all that together. Um, and then uh, so with the so, so Drake's crown ring. Um, crowns are associated with kings, king of the titans, yada yada. Um, so the crown evokes Saturn, Kronos imagery. Um, I'm trying to skip the not important stuff here. It's the most expensive hip hop artifact ever sold and honors maybe the most famous slain icon of the genre um, during his last performance. And Tupac is essentially a king of hip hop. And then Drake is yeah. a king of hip hop right now. Um, and he uh, closely associates himself. There's no quick rings. If you think of rings and crowns, they're just circles that you put on different parts of your body. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, And then I'm just going to skip some of those Tupac stuff. But then um, Drake is like, if you don't know, he's he's just like massively big. He's just, he's like one of the, one of like the, the Michael Jacksons of our time. Even even if you don't like the, like the genre, he's like one of the most successful. He just, he just tied Michael Jackson for 13 number one uh, albums on billboard like last week. Um, but he's all at the time, especially all wrapped up in the idea of, of holograms. So he opened his, um, his, 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 his performance uh, a few months ago with like a giant hologram. Um, I don't know how this is a medical term. I don't know how to say it, but a giant sperm hologram flying all around the stage that like looked like a plasma being. And it looked like, it looked like a swarm of plasma beings. So if we're talking, ritualistic stuff then like the swarm would swarm all around the crowd all all around in the air it was just really trippy and it just but it looked like swirling plasma plasma entities but they were hologram and just that's a very ritualistic thing to do on stage um and he also went viral for having a hologram version of his younger self on stage next to him and he was like passing his younger self like a book or something like that and people were, were like how did like, how did he how did he hand his hologram something how does that how does that work and it came out to be that it wasn't actually a hologram. He just he just got like a lookalike version of himself on stage. Um, wow, so it, was, it was crazy. But it was like one one article after the other, hologram, hologram, hologram. And it was, it was like the same time as that probably hologram that ended up being not actually a hologram. Um, the same, all the same week. And then he also has a giant, multiple giant holograms of of uh, UFOs above him, like different different colored flying saucers above him. Huge, massive, and then. Um, like Titan hands, like giant, huge hands, kind of emerging from beneath the stage, um, and then uh, a giant, a Titan-sized statue um, with a hologram over it, like a like a plain, like a blank statue with like a hologram projection over it of this um, deceased fashion designer, uh, Virgil Abloh. But just that's multiple, multiple hologram things, and then. Um, I'm just trying to skip the unnecessary synchro stuff. But 
he's he's yeah. associated with with um Travis Scott and The Weeknd, um, and both of them have different like giant t- Titan themed things happening all their concert at the same time. Um, I won't get into all of them, but very very Titan Titan centric. Um, so the idea of like resurrection of the Titans via via holograms is the point. And then uh, more Titan stuff, more Titan stuff. Not important, not important. And then. Uh, go to the next part here. Any thoughts so far as I find this the, the next the next aspect of my notes here? Well, it is it is funny earlier today. So um, we are obviously both over in the uh, Trouble Minds Discord server, and uh, even though he had no idea at the time what we were going to be talking about, uh, Rohan posted a meme. A meme. Rohan, of course, is the host of the Exile Minds podcast and produces a lot of the shows that you hear on the, the Trouble Minds Radio Network, uh, KUAP Digital Broadcasting. Um, and he posted a, a, um, a meme about um, he just this uh, character on this meme just needed uh, Project Bluebeam to fill out their, oh, their, yeah. their conspiracy bingo card. Perfect. And he posted yeah. that without having any idea earlier, and then he posted it in this chat again as well. So funny how that uh, that worked no, out. Exactly. As well. Exactly. Yeah. No, the, the the idea of Bluebeam is huge. It's massive. It's like like I expect it to happen. Like I expect I expect some type of event. To, ha- to happen. So it's just like, wh- why are they telling us, like, if they're trying to fake something, why would they be telling us, wh- why would the idea of a fake invasion be so ubiquitous? To, wh- wh- why would it be a meme like that? Like, like, the, like, like in, the, in the sense of an idea. Plus, ho- plus holograms. Like, we'll get into it, but there's just a ton of different hologram articles. So if they're about to fake something using this technology, you, you would think they would, they would hide the fact that they have the technology and they wouldn't memeify the idea, you know. So it makes me think: what if there's something? What if there's something else happening? What if there's a? What if there's a manifesting aspect happening? Um, so that first, the first part was just like the the where did the synchronicity come from, and what, what what kind of got me on this track, and all that type of stuff. But then, um, so the, those these Drake holograms got me got me thinking: like, um, where do holograms come from? So so. It was invented by a Hungarian physicist and engineer named Dennis, uh, Dennis Gaber in 1947. And like of all years for it to happen, um, it's 19, <laughs> 1947. Like the, the year of yeah. this giant technological leap happened. And then we've talked on, on uh, other times and other shows that potentially Roswell was not an accidental crash, crash, not even like a nuke shaking the firm, like the shaking the fabric of reality. To make something happen, that it was actually, and like they wanted, they wanted technology. They wanted a leap in technology, some some new Promethean fire, and they did it with a series series of military and different ritualistic events um, from 1945, 1946, and then it manifested as a down crash in 47, and that led to um, a hundred things that allowed for the internet and allowed for. Um, where we are today, talking on talking to Black Mirror phones, um, doing the show. So just that's just crazy synchronicity. Um, so before that, he wrote uh, this PhD thesis on recording of transients in electrical circuits with the cathode ray oscillograph in 1927, and worked on plasma lamps. So plasma lamps, the plasma thing is a, is a big one. It's a keyword here. Ding ding ding. And then they call they call UFOs quote transients. Very often these days, transient a transient object is one of these new. When when UAP kind of popped off, tra- uh, calling these things transients became more more popular. So like 
you would I got an orb in the sky, you would call it transient. So I just find that interesting. Um, and then I feel like this guy needs a deeper dive, but just on a quick a quick glance, um, a few things popped out at me. His um, inaugural lecture on uh, March third, nineteen fifty nine, which is three three Illuminati confirmed, called uh, "Electronic Inventions and Their Impact on Civilization," um, pro- provided inspiration for Norbert Weiner's treatment of self-producing machines in the penultimate chapter in the 1961 edition of his book, Cybernetics. So, like, cybernetics is one of these core texts, these core scientific philosophy texts about artificial intelligence, essentially. That, like, the future, very influential in the creation and, like, future of AI, um, was based, so that's this book, Cybernetics, is based on the work of the guy who created the hologram and works with plasma lamps. I just found Again, I found that interesting. And then he goes on to win the Nobel Peace Prize for pioneering uh, for pioneering the hologram. And conspiratorially, I'm trying to avoid. I, I posted this in a synchronous, a synchromistic conspiracy group, so like the flavor of it is very conspiratorial. So I'm trying to dodge most of those as I go through the the, the main pattern pat, pattern aspect of it. You know? Yeah, um, no problem. Just real quick too, the yeah. the AI thing. I've said funny enough. Um, there was a one of um uh, on the radio station earlier today. Uh, replay one of the replays was of a show of course from before um, trouble minds radio and uh it was talking about um ai and and also but but also time and and how it might travel back in time and i called into that show talking about how over the many years now people have reported seeing these these either stick figures made of just black whatever it's made of we don't even know to reports of people seeing almost like static, like TV static, but in the shape of either a screen or a person. Yeah. And so I've always wondered, and I wondered in that show, is that some kind of AI in those cases and others, how do we know that some um, encounters people have aren't with some kind of AI from the future going back to check things out? And of course, if you put all that into holograms and more advanced you advance holograms more and more then it can appear as anything it wants to, instead of just a regular sort of this uh, stick figure that looks like a, someone drew it or a, uh, uh, just light, a rectangular light that people right. have seen before. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, 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 uh, um, I don't, I, I, just, I just don't want to get too dark, too, too dark with the, with the, with the, with the topics, but, um, last week or earlier this week, we were on uh, Mike's show talking about the idea of loosh and everything. And at one point, he um, made the point like AI right now, or these corporations right now are rolling out algorithms and AI and they're encouraging um, discord, they're encouraging anger, they're encouraging these hate clicks and they, they're, they're encouraging hate to kind of go come to, come to the service. So like what if in the future, as the AI progresses and as these algorithms progress, they start to almost rec- like acquire a taste for human strife and they acquire a taste for our anxiety and our trauma. And that these entities that like a lot of this, a lot of these experiences sometimes like the negative ones, like specifically, it seems like almost the point of the experience is for the entity to scare the person that they don't really want anything from them. They don't want to like, they're not trying to steal them or they're not trying to like mess up their house or anything. They're just trying to, frighten the person as if they almost get an energy from the, that fright. So it's like, what if we're creating these AIs 
that are like hate collecting or fear collecting machines. And those become what we think are, are demons or whatever in the future. It's just, it just because time doesn't exist the way we think it does that we're creating right now, these loose extracting machine algorithms that we end up thinking are, are entities in the future, you know, or right now in in the past. It's just, it's all happening outside of time, you know? Right. Yeah. And, uh, and then if, if in some cases you have these things, I think it's less common, but you do have these things that appear and they're just observing. They're not even causing that, but they're just observing. And and with that, you don't know if it's there to observe because you don't know why it's there to observe. So yeah, definitely. All right. So, uh, with Gabe Ward, I find him to be an interesting person. Actually, uh, like a Nobel Prize winning person. Uh, he, but then compared to really, he was also like big on depopulation in the Club of Rome and everything. So he was one of these kind of sinister, conspiratorial figures. Uh, but also, but it happened just so happened to bring the hologram into life, essentially, like brought, like created the hologram in our in the collective at the same year that the biggest UFO milestone year of all time and then currently or throughout throughout since then bell labs and nasa have been the two biggest drivers of holography so conspiratorially that those are those are two big uh those hit a lot of check marks just to say the least so then right. the way the, synchron- the, the synchronicities work you kind of you get the you get the seed idea you you hypothesize kind of what it is what's like what's going on what the theme what the pattern is to for the show like for the like What's the pattern you're noticing? And then once the kind of hypothesis is in place, then you go try to find the, the threads. So like I noticed, I noticed something like a whom that's weird. What's going on? What's the pattern? And then I'll do my Google searches and try to find the, 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 the supporting evidence for the sync. So then that's what we'll get into right now, all these links. And there's a ton. So um, again, this is like two months old. This is like the end of the summer, like August at this point. Um, but uh, when Mike, so but like it's happening over the course of like two days. So Mike like asked me the Tupac thing. I'm thinking, hmm, holograms. What's up with this Dennis Gabor guy? And then I find a bunch of links. All of these will be within within a week of that. So that's a lot. That's a ton of them. Um, they sent Shatner to Australia via a hologram. So article from ndtv.com. Captain Kirk to holodeck. William Shatner beams uh, into a remote meeting. William Shatner was a guest speaker at, at the advertising conference in Sydney, Australia, where his lifelike image appeared in a box like uh, a giant uh, action figure, despite his being in a studio in California. Um, so, again, Star Trek is a huge pioneer of this. Obviously, the holodeck, I mean, Shatner. But so, with the hologram stuff, the technology that we're most of the time talking about right now, it's screen technology. So, uh, interactive kind of 3D holographic things that kind of jump out of the screen, but they're si- they still require a screen. So right. it's a nice, like, n- n- nice connection to your screen um, segment uh, at the beginning. Um, really nice, really nice connection. But then, but then the the future of it will be lasers, shooting lasers into thin air, and and like interacting with the molecules of the air and birthing plasmas um, out of thin air. So and that exists right now. Those 3D ones that you see, like um, a lot of like at Times Square and that type of stuff, like that. Sometimes those will be tangible, physical, touchable holograms. Uh, that's yeah. like where, where, where we're going. 
Um, Which again, that is something that that would happen in in your sci-fi. You know, you think, oh, it's just the image. Exactly. Yeah. No, not not once you get to a certain point with the with the advanced technology, that stuff can become physical and and have physical interactions for for good or bad or exactly either, any way you want to go with it. Exactly. Um, yeah. So the they sent Shatner. This is like the next day. There's an article from Media Week beaming beaming into the future, the rise of holographic communication, and that's basically an article about the future of tele uh, telecommunications is holography, and then the, the link even even mentioned Tupac, synchronistically, and then the next article uh, is the one that really made me like look into this as, as a sync. Um, they're sending uh, a hologram to space uh, in a rocket. With the ashes of Gene Roddenberry, creator of Star Trek, and the DNA of George Washington, JFK, and Eisenhower. So, if you want to ritually summon an alien god to manifest into a hologram, this is probably the way to do it. It's like George Washington is the apotheosis of Washington guy. Like the 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 he's like the American god. He's like the he's like to these elites. He's like the god man. And then JFK is the one who is ritually sacrificed potentially. And then Eisenhower is the alien guy. So combine those two, three. I mean those three. Then Gene Roddenberry is the Star Trek guy. So combine those four elements, send it into space in a rocket, the the ritual rockets to tie that together, and then just I mean that's how you manifest a, a an entity. Um. So that was like two days before, and then um. Uh, like the next week, uh, exploring the future of telecommunications, holographic displays, and AI accelerators. So it's just the same thing again, <laughs> and then uh. Like under this paradigm, AI isn't a sentience we're creating per se. It's like the high technology through which an existing sentience can communicate. Um, so it's like we're not birthing this baby thing. It's like we're creating super high technology from which an existing thing can interact. And in this case, this existing thing can now create tangible holographic bodies at will with with this touchable plasma hologram. So if if you if you're Part of this unseen realm, who's throughout throughout history, have been trying to enter our reality. The unseen, they have all the answers, all the knowledge, because they're outside of time. But they cannot; they have, they don't they don't have tangible bodies. They cannot interact and touch the seen realm. So that's kind of the, the, the relationship: is unseen and the seen. And now the unseen realm will, if if they can interact, if they can, this is all big ifs, a lot of ifs in this. But if they can interact through AI, then now they can at will give themselves tangible bodies to look like whatever they want like 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 you were just saying now they can look like shadow people they can look like a dragon they can look like like a slender man they can look like anything they want to to anybody they want to um in the future i just that's crazy um and then just more synchronicities to add to the list um like this is from, from a2 so all these links like the first week of august basically um a hologram of late televangelist Jerry Falwell uh, is at the center of a lawsuit at Liberty University. So a hologram of a, of a reverend, so taking holograms to church. The at the last week of um, July, world's first hologram zoo just opened in Australia. Um, and then kind of conspiratorial wise, but this, this is like the world that can now form is a big conspiracy thing, whatever. So, but in this, like in in March, they had a huge on the on their website. They had a huge, huge thing about real-time 3D holograms. And then later that year, uh, again on their website, a huge thing about touchable, touchable holograms. So 
whenever something conspiracy wise comes up, the conspiracy people go back and they look at the World Economic Forum and like, oh wow, they were talking about this three years ago, and now this happens. And now, so, I'm, so, so all I'm saying is that in March of 2021 and September of 2021, they were talking about real time 3D touchable, touchable holograms. So those things are coming in the future for sure. This is the whole point there. Um, and then this is like this is right after the UAP hearing with Grush. Um, so even Grush mentioned, mentioned holograms. So this is, the, this is from a slate.com a transcript of the of the of the thing. Um, that's the holographic. This is, this is uh, Grush speaking. That's the holographic principle. Um, you can be projected, quasi projected, from higher dimensional space to lower dimensional. Um, it's a, it's a it's a scientific trope that you can actually cross literally. So he he refers to like UFO phenomena and aliens as a holographic phenomena that these things are project like kind of projecting themselves into our reality, which isn't exactly the same as literal holograms, but just synchronistically. It's crazy that he mentioned the word hologram and UFO together. Um, and then uh, Grimes, Elon Musk's baby mama and Paramours uh, collaborating with a, one of the major hologram artists at EDM festivals with um, giant robot holograms giving birth to baby holograms and butterfly, giant butterflies and Neuralink holograms and it's just crazy, crazy stuff. And all, all these things, every single one of these links has an image and a picture to correspond with it. So um, just imagine a visual to that. Um, but uh, another another article here um, it just has kind of weird, weird language to it that kind of weirds me out. So uh, sentient holograms are coming very soon. Uh, while, while current holograms allow for a rich, a rich visual experience, the tech doesn't allow interaction between the, the viewer and the hologram itself. But this new tech, users may be able to witness uh, immersive 3D holographic projections that allow for interactions. So in, in this in this post, I said like this is what really gives me like really gives me the creeps. It's weird to think about kind of harmonic intelligences, AI, um, giving them a much much more like giving the unseen realm a way to interact with the seen realm. Seen realm seems very dangerous potentially, uh, right. or weird potentially. Um, and then the same way like another article. All, again, all these articles happening within a week of each other. Um, this one seemed ritualistic to me. Hopeful scientists bring holograms to life, bring them to life, bring, like you know. And then, yeah. Um, I added a note that um, as I'm looking through the tech, a lot of these holographic devices seem to use pyramid-shaped machines, which I found interesting. <laughs> and then, um, I, I which honestly have pyramids can be found all around the world, different exactly. places. Yeah, and we don't know really what they did. This we're still yeah. theorizing. They, we we know for sure that they're not tombs. That's pretty much all we know is that our first thought was they're tombs. We come to realize they're not tombs, but we have no clue what they are. But they seem to be some kind of weird. They could project energy. They could multi, like amplify energy. It is all. It's seems energetic. Seems 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 like it could um like a, like a like a collector of energy potentially. Like if an, if an entity was trying to manifest into a hologram, potentially it would need a a pyramid shaped conduit in order to to get that energy into the into the hologram. I don't know. Right. Um, so uh, I honestly haven't watched much Star Trek, but sentient holograms seem to be a staple. The difference here is that I'm not talking about technologies um, mimicking sentience or creating a new sentence, uh, sentience. I mean like existing ultra-terrestrial type sentience mimicking humanity via technology. Um, and then a bunch of like 
there's a ton of ton of different sentient holograms that kind of wake up or dead dead deceased people acting through holograms. And then Babylon Five has literal hollow demons. Um, hollow demons are digital constructs created by the techno mages. They are essentially highly aggressive and malignant programs that can manifest as solid holograms um, or else infect networks and computer systems and allow the techno mage to control them. So again, these are like little golem and homunculus type things that are created by the wizard. But what I'm talking about is more whatever these entities are that we see in the paranormal world, shadow people or whatever, that like we were talking about in the beginning, they interact through technology and now we're giving a, a technology that they can use to shape the phenomena um, around it. And then uh, Faye, so the Faye section, a lot of these holograms are rudimentary, but the goals for these companies is to, is to master laser-induced plasma holograms, literally manifesting plasmas. Plasmas can act as vessels for these things. The way that all phenomena across the board seems to pop up around lightning, they, quote, ride the lightning, so to speak. Lightning is a plasma, and I think they can ride the plasmas. Is essentially what I'm talking about here. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. Lots of activity around lightning and storms and all that. So much. Yep. Yeah. So like the way I, I think they're kind of coming in, coming in via that plasma. So the same. So if there's a plasma hologram, think of the same way. Um, for instance, I think Reynolds from Forest was the example of them mixing ball lightning experiments and psychedelics to manifest an experience, um, not fake one. So call call something in with the Mkultra esque trauma, and then create a vessel with the ball lightning for that thing to manifest, you know, so invite something in with, the, with those ingredients and then give the, that thing a body to interact with. And this body in this case is plasma. And then the case we're talking about here is plasma hologram. Um, and, and then, um, so I'm looking at a bunch of different examples of holograms and how they work. I'm getting into the technology of it and everything. And then I found one, uh, a major one for the touchable holograms, and they call them literally fairy lights, fey lights. And the, the, the description, the, the visual that they gave, they made these plasma-induced holograms look like fey, look like fairy, fairies. So that's kind of what, like, they made it look like, a, like an ultra-terrestrial. That's kind of what I'm talking about here. And then um, the VMAs had a giant hologram uh, Johnny Depp and a giant hologram robot from J Balvin, like the biggest... Um, Spanish artist in the world right now, uh, and that's basically it. It's just like it's just that. What if the hologram stuff is more complex than just to trick us, but could actually act as vessels for entities to literally possess? And then, what if last time around they kind of manifested, like the result of the ritual in 1947, was they they manifested as the saucer age, um, but this time just the shape of the phenomena that could manifest as. AI controlling holographic plasma bodies. Um, you know what I mean? And then all the, right. all, and all the, everything that comes from that. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing with that too, with the technology is it may seem like, well, that has to be far out there and there has to be that kind of stuff that those kind of emitters and all that just everywhere. But then you have something that has also been talked about a lot on, um, over on Trouble Minds, which I definitely recommend every everyone check out that show because it is just amazing. So many great callers, and right. uh, then you get get Derek in there, and then then every once in a while you have to listen to, to me on there, which I'm sorry. <laughs> you're That's welcome. torture, but, but you know. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but the the sphere in Las Vegas, yeah, this yeah. giant sphere that is just made up of has all these screens on it, inside and out. And yeah. if you take that hologram technology and add it to, to something like that. 
in, in the future. I mean, I, I really, I doubt that's that's going to be the end of that kind of a of a place like that. Oh no, I'm no sure way. that's going to just those things are going to start popping up more and more, and then the, they'll start incorporating the, the hologram tech because you've seen it in different sci-fi movies. The the whole thing with advertisements that are um, holograms, again, I mean, Cowboy Bebop, and, and yeah. in some places there, that's what a lot of advertising is. It's just these holograms and and. Sometimes it's just signs that are out there floating in space, but other times it's actual figures of people. And, and so, yeah, it's really amazing how all this can connect. So, exactly. And, and yeah. uh, um, I think I, I'm, not, I'm not watching it, but I think uh, the current season of um, the Star Wars show Ahsoka is very hologram heavy, and the different like deceased people, kind of like ghosts, kind of coming through the hologram. Oh, it's, wow. not, it's, it's not just like the imitation of life. It's, it's not just us talking to like just AI renderings on, on holograms. It's, that's that entities seem to be able to act through technology. And now we're giving them technological plasma bodies, but like possibly. And, it's, uh, and, and then we can we get into like the, like we're the, the most, the first thing we're going to see, the most practical thing is going to be advertisements using holograms. And then, the next Zoom chat is going to be holograms. So it's going to be instead of uh, looking looking at your family in a, on your monthly Zoom call on a laptop screen, they're going to be like on your desk, kind of floating around. And then in the, in the future, I'm just imagining a little like kind of leprechaun thing hopping around and dancing around your desk and stuff. And just that'll be like a funny AI projection, fun game thing that a kid can play with. Oh, look at like 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 my characters hopping around on the desk and interacting on the desk. But just what if an outside consciousness can then pop into that leprechaun body and that's how we get actual leprechauns running around you know yeah um, and think, think of your sci-fi future homes that have technology all throughout them which is already starting to happen now yeah and put those emitters put those devices all throughout your home then you have a modern day version of a haunting yeah. but with something that is then and if you think about that it's so circular because that's technology, but that also re- runs on energy. Exactly. So, and, yeah. And, and, and if you like, look at the phenomena and really like zoom out and just like look look at the last thousand years and it happening all in like ten minutes, whatever. It's it's almost as if the phenomena over time has been able to interact more and more and more like via the, via the technology that like with if humans didn't create a spirit box or didn't create all these forms of like you know, all these like ghost um, like ghost research, the paranormal researchers who try to go out in the field with all this technology, if they didn't have it, they would probably know a lot less. And we're, we're getting more and more of the technology. So it's like, and then if they didn't have TVs, if they didn't have phones, if they didn't have these weird, weird things to kind of like, like, you know, you know what I mean? That they're, they're, they seem to oh, be yeah. getting more, more ability to interact with us. And now this could be just a huge, massive jump that just so closely mirrors what the phenomena is in general, some kind of holographic shape-shifting plasmoid type of phenomena. At the same time, we're inventing that right now. And like you said, it is close. Like all these articles were talking about like the holography right now. They were all within a month of each other. And I've been checking, um, that was just from the post, but I've been checking, I, I search holograms like at least once a week and it, it's, it hasn't stopped. There's Two or three articles every week about a new hologram thing, which is my point. Like, if they're going to if they're going to fake an alien invasion, 
using holograms, why tell us about all your great hologram technology beforehand? You know, you think you want to keep that close to, close to the close to the vest until you actually do it. Right. You know, the other thing this makes me think of is something I've been wondering recently, and we've talked about it with uh, Mike before, not on the shows, but just uh, just chatting, is is um, the way that technology now is getting better and better at processing audio and video and is yeah. that technology going to is the ai is going to is that going to be trained on sort of putting it into a paranormal investigation kind of an environment yeah yeah and then it's going to learn what all this stuff looks and sounds like and then that will only help it to make better and better versions of that with probably the holograms that then is just the vessel again for the stuff to go into so yeah, yeah exactly. it's amazing there but, and then if you get into yeah. into uh, when I was search, searching the tech itself, the one of the steps when it becomes much more when the plasma induced ones become more commonplace, wearables is what these people think is going to happen in the future. That instead of wearing a a metal watch with a digital or like a silver watch with a med- with a um, digital watch face, the whole thing will just be a plasma thing. It won't actually exist on you. It'll just you'll be jewelry, like different. You'll be you'll be, you'll be covered in these plasma wearable tech wearable plasma tech and then if these plasmas like wearable holographic plasma tech and then if these things are vessels then i mean uh oh you know yeah (laughs) but yeah we can we can move on to the next thing if you want to try to uh, try to squeeze it in if you want up to you yeah if you want to just cover maybe a couple because that is um so yeah this has all been great and i love how it all worked together but um but uh yeah so grocery stores yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So I'm the so I'm the nice stalker and everything. Um, I work open at a supermarket. Supermarkets are very weird, very creepy. I've not seen anything overt there. Um, I used to when I first when I was like 16 and I first started working there. I used to joke about um a few, a few of the different customers who were were ghosts and um that I, I only I'm the one like I'm the only one that can see them and there, I had different different like little paranormal stories I would tell people. Uh, but they were kind of kind of tongue in cheek. But now I've been doing it for 17 years i've been overnight for nine years now and it's creepy especially if there's only four people in the building you hear a lot of weird stuff you hear a lot of weird mm-hmm. noises a lot of weird creaks that i just kind of dismiss um but it got me thinking like i wonder if there's a lot of if there's any haunted supermarket stories out there uh oh yes i went to search some um, i'm gonna try to rattle through them quick but this one is literally from yesterday um uh, synchronistically from atlas Muscura. At a haunted grocery store, uh, trying to explain the unexplained has its, con- uh, has its consequences. Uh, at rural Nor- Norway, flying potato- potatoes and other strange events um, troubled the staff and customers for years. This one's like one of the most in-depth article. But essentially, this there's a store in Norway that is known for being haunted. Paranormal investigators have went in there a lot. And there's a lot of phenomena. People, people experience phenomena a lot. The people who work there. It's a, it's a common thing. It's not just like... A lot of these are kind of one one um like CCTV security video kind of showing something falling falling off the shelf. But right. in this case, this, in this case in in, Nor- in Norway, this is like a haunted store, like a legit haunted store. Um, it from uh, uh, mamamia.com, October thirty first, uh, so Halloween twenty fifteen. Cameras capture creepy footage inside a quote haunted supermarket. Um, cameras in a small British supermarket, uh, the cooperative food is the name of it. 
the cooperative food have captured a vision of what employees believe is paranormal activity. Regional manager blank says that uh, rumors of the store being haunted have terrified staff who have decided uh, to close the store 90 minutes earlier than the usual uh, every night this week. Quote, unexplained stock movements um, are happening. Doors rattle in their frames when there's nobody anywhere, uh, when there's nobody anywhere near them. Staff have regularly complained of an eerie and uncomfortable atmosphere and a number of unexplained occurrences, such as weird noises and the feeling of being watched and followed. Um, interesting. Um, January t- 2016, from Tijuana, Mexico. This is from the mirror.co.uk. Uh, mirror, Pookie CCTV shows, quote, evil ghosts throwing supermarket food at, uh, at shoppers. So again, a lot of these articles are clickbaity, ghosts are evil type of thing, and these stories aren't evil. They're just kind of uh, strange. You know, and yeah. the last the last story had a, a negative feeling towards it, but it's not the case with all these. Um, right. Uh, the film posted to YouTube by Blank YouTuber Blank um, shows boxes mysteriously tumbling off shelves across the store as scared staff and customers look on. Um, baffled customers are heard tr- uh, trying and failing to find an explanation for what made the mayonnaise move. Before the end of the recording, one of the customers reported that she felt the presence of a spectral being. Um, it's gone viral. Uh, all over their local news. Uh, from March 2012, Daily Mail, um, Supernatural Supermarket captures, quote, ghost on security footage after owner forewarned of haunting. A grocery store in South Australia says paranormal, um, not Lily, but uh, South Australia. Uh, paranormal detectives are investigating a possible ghost with a penchant for flinging fruit roll-ups. Um, Brompton IGA store uh, owner Blank says he turned his, his surveillance footage after finding a box of fruit snacks lying on in an aisle six meters from where they're supposed to be located. Uh, the previous owners told me it's haunted. I thought, yeah, whatever. Um, but since we've owned the place, strange things have happened. Um, and this goes on a show different, like says fruit roll-ups fell off the shelf and were tossed like right. 12 meters away. Um, and if you were the strange, strange, like stock droppings. Um, and this is the big one. This is a strange one. This is, so if you search haunted supermarket, at least near me, if you search Honda Supermarket, it's every article is about this one story from 2019. Um, and then I had to like really search for those, those, those other four. But it's weird that this is my old store. This is Market Basket. This is, this is in Massachusetts. Um, I live like a mile and a half from this place. So Market Basket's like the biggest chain around me. And they have like my town has, th- has two of them in it. The town next to me has three of them in it. The town next to that has four of them in it. So my local right. store. My local store is like one minute from me, and this store is like five minutes from me, and it's like a mile and a half from me. Um, so what's it's and what sounds like? So as far as we know, uh, all stores are ghost free. Super, uh, supermarket reta- uh, responds to frozen aisle haunting post. And what sounds like a tie-in for upcoming new installment of the Ghostbusters franchise? An employee at the Massachusetts Market Basket store claimed to have quote spotted a Victorian era specter haunting the frozen food aisle. The employee, uh, Blank, who works in the store's bakery department, posted about the ghost sighting in a local private Facebook group. This is going to sound really strange, but has anyone seen a ghost in the Wilmington Market Basket? And then the Boston Globe, which is our big local paper, picked it up, uh, adding that she saw a woman. She looked to see if anyone else was was catching a glimpse of the apparition. And then um, when she looked back, she was gone. Uh, quote, she looked, kind of, she looked kind of like melancholy and a little angry. So it was kind of a creepy kind of sense. Um, uh, but it was something. Um, so this is the local NBC affiliate talked about it. So this thing really, really, really went viral. Um, 
if the rumors are true, if uh, it makes it makes this market basket a lot more interesting, said one local shopper to CBS News. Um, news of the haunting even caught the attention of Mass Representative um, Seth Moulton, I guess he's a he's a senator representative, uh, who tweeted the story. "Quote: Apparently, a ghost is haunting the Wilmington market basket. I thought I only needed to worry about witches and ghouls in Salem." And then the police got kind of involved in it and everything. And Market Basket literally had to make a statement saying that our stores aren't haunted. We've, we've, we've checked that out. It's not, it's not haunted. But this is like, this is a massive story. There was, I had to peel through like 50 different of these articles to find the, the first four I read. And this it just so happens to be, like I've been to that, I've been to that store probably 50 times in my life. Like it's, it's, it's very close to me. Um, wow. and, and it's my, and it's, it's, it's my old chain. Yeah. Crazy. It seems like uh, the the supernatural paranormal is all around you and us, whether we know it or not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I've had an experience though. I mean, you're lucky enough to to be have, having these experiences all the time. I'm I, I theorize, I talk about it with you, but I haven't had any of my own. Uh, you've seen a couple things in the sky, if I remember correctly. Yeah, oh, yeah, true, true, true. Yes, yeah, tiny yeah. stuff, tiny stuff. Yeah, but I want my uh, I want my good. Sosito paranormal level experiences though my, my good one i can be like james james you got to hear this one you got to hear this one and i can i can, I can well, come on talk about it <laughs> now that you put it out there who knows i mean look what happened with <laughs> yeah, exactly. light, you know i mean <laughs> yeah. we started talking about doing a ufo show on how aliens could contact us and then boom so exactly exactly yeah, yeah. That's, that's it though i figured i figured i'd toss a little bit of supermarket weirdness into the pile for your your anniversary show you know no that's great and and i mean there are so many stories of people. I had one the other day about security guards. Um, when you're looking, when you're in a place, I mean, there's so many stories about security guards um, yeah. having activity in places. And a lot of them, I'd say probably half of them involve uh, security camera footage. Yeah, and yeah. The, the people will go, I had one the other night. Um, this guy was seeing, this person was seeing uh, floating lights in, in the, the security camera footage. And they went out to the room that they were seeing it in and through the camera, and nothing was there. And it happened a couple of times, wow. and they just they had to write off because they had no idea what was going on. Nothing was ever there, you know, when they went there. But um, so yeah, yeah I think um, a lot of stories. I mean, there's probably a lot more out there, just like everything. There's probably a lot more out there than we know. It just it doesn't get spotted and or it doesn't get reported. So yeah, I mean, really if, it feels it feels like. If I had more time on my hands, if I'm at night and I wanted to chase down some of these creaks and and cracks and groans and everything, like sometimes it sounds like there are weird sounds. You can you can rule it off as just the the freezer or weird sounds you don't notice during the day. But like it's, I mean, if I wanted to make a paranormal movie in a supermarket, it would be easy to do. I'd say that. And just like if you think about that, like the the example I always give is if you're like with your friends as a kid in an above ground pool. And you want to make like a whirlpool, and it's like three or four of you just kind of walk in a circle, and you do like thirty laps, forty laps, and then you stop moving. The water still goes and still creates that whirlpool, and you can get your floats and just ride around in that whirlpool. So if you think of like the ether or kind of the kind of the morphic field at, like that, you, it's 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 you these supermarkets, these these big populated stores, these populated areas, these concert venues or whatever are just collecting this energy so these stores aisle 10 at the supermarket how many people have walked up and down aisle 10 of any store in the world it's millions millions of people probably if the store's been open for a long time thousands oh, yeah. on just on just a, fo a football sunday it's it's millions so just and then 
all the stress and anxiety people have when they go shopping or busy. I don't know. Just like collected energy, you would imagine, could manifest at these places at, at stores. So, yeah, coming from the Night Stalker, stores can be spooky. I figured I'd throw, throw, throw that in there, you know? No, I'm but glad. Really Thank good. you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's and I mean, if you think about that, all the other places that are said to be haunted all the time is, you know, theaters. Um, yeah. I mean, um, stores in some cases, but also hotels, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. medical facilities, all places where there's people coming and going through constantly. And, and I mean, stores, they fit that category too, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's like hotels are the perfect example because hotels is like they always say, oh, it's a lot of people have been there, a lot of like a lot of energy, and None of the people have been murdered at supermarkets, as you would imagine, have been murdered at hotels. But there's way more people at supermarkets than have been at hotels, just per per person. Like, there's probably a hundred, like, like uh, the biggest hotel versus the biggest supermarket. Way more people, way, way more literal people, way more, way more energy have been in supermarkets um, than have been in hotels. And like, there's no murders, but there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of just like. I don't want to be here, like this association, especially the last couple of years. Like, I don't know. It's a. It seems like it be. It could be a hotbed for collected energy to manifest in in odd ways, and might even be like an untapped, untapped uh, paranormal hunting spot. You know. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, you don't. Most people don't have to go to a hotel, but it's, it's most exactly people right. have exactly. to go exactly. to the grocery store. Yeah, exactly so, right. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. That's all I really got. Uh, I just wanted to thank you for uh, having me on, for thinking of me when these um, milestone shows come up. It's a, it's truly an honor to uh, get to hop in here. With, I, got, I wish I could do it more, cause, but my uh, nighttime schedule isn't always conducive to to coming on shows. But it's all, I, I was a lot of fun when I'm on here. No, I understand, and I appreciate you um, joining me whenever you can. And uh, yeah, it's been great. And um, yeah, we'll have to do. I think at some some point we'll have to do a show. On that whole um, Council of Nine thing, I think that would be a good oh, one. Yeah, that would be a good one. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that'd good yeah, I think that would be fun. Um, I, yeah. I've heard bits and pieces about it through you and through um, other people, other friends, Mike, Michael Strange, but um, I haven't looked into it myself. But, I mean, it just – that's the thing. You, if you hear seance, you think, oh, ghosts, spirits. Yeah, yeah. But how do we know? We don't. I don't think in a lot of cases. I mean, it, it, we won't get into it now, but it, it fuses uh, – Ghosts, aliens, and where do ideas come from? Which are three of our favorite topics. So, yeah. One, I think. Well, again, thank you, and and uh, thank you for coming on. And, and um, I'll let you go, and because we got another show we want to listen to later on, of course. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so thanks again so much, and uh, great stuff there. I'm glad that our topics sort of aligned uh, just just the right way, without even planning it. I mean, that's just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that, that's amazing. Synchronistic so, as usual. But uh, thank yeah. you, James, and huge congratulations on 500. It's just uh, most podcasts. Uh, there's some stat out there where it's just like 2% of podcasts make it this far or something like that. Just, you should be uh, very, very proud of, you. proud of yourself, brother. And uh, we're all very proud of you. And just um, you're the man. You're just, uh, we're all rooting for you. Um, just all the best. Come here for show number 1,000. You deserve I know. Brother. I don't know what we're going to do on that one. That's going <laughs> to be That'll be a mega one. That'll be like multiple yeah. guests, and that'll be a Super, super palooza for sure. That'll be a yeah. huge deal. But I'll meet right. up for the rest. But uh, thank you, brother. Thanks again. No problem. Thank you again. Yeah. So, of course, uh, for everyone that's ever listened to the show or even anyone that hasn't, 
Um, I would definitely recommend going back through and finding all the shows with guests, especially Derek. And, um, and, but also, as I mentioned earlier, Jen has been on a lot of great shows. And uh, so, yeah, I just want to thank everyone that's been um, listening to the show and looking forward to uh, more and more guests as we go forward and uh, other appearances and other shows. Just um, this has been amazing. So it's, it's really an amazing month and, and around, around a month's time or so here where we have this tonight and then we have um, the three year anniversary coming up on Halloween. And, uh, and then I'm going to my first ever Paracon over in uh, November 4th and 5th. So all the links for everyone that is around the shows, can be found in every episode description. Whenever they're on a show, I will of course include uh, Derek's link to his video on YouTube that he has. And uh, looking forward to, um, to hearing you all check that out. So, but um, thank you all for listening. And, uh, I will uh, be back tomorrow with another show, doing a six a show six days a week uh, through Halloween or well, through October this year. And um, yeah, so thank you all for listening. I will talk to you all on the next episode of South Cedo Paranormal. Take care, everyone, and thank you all for being here. Have a great night.